Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Bitcoin Aid Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to give you an introduction to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in roughly 10-minute chunks that can fit your busy day. In the first season of this podcast, we will solely focus on Bitcoin as it serves as the gateway drug for the entire crypto space. If you understand the fundamentals of Bitcoin, I think that should give you enough information to be able to understand the entire space. So before we get started, all opinions reflected in this podcast are solely my opinions and you should not treat any of the opinions expressed by me as specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of my opinion. This podcast is for information purposes only. All right, welcome back everyone. So today we're going to talk about a very important topic. We're going to be talking about proof of work. Um, and it serves an important role in Bitcoin. And as we discussed before, Bitcoin is a decentralized and permissionless digital money protocol that allows peer-to-peer -peer transfer of value without a central player. Bitcoin was enabled by a technology called blockchain, which is basically a public ledger. Think of the Bitcoin blockchain as a skyscraper that keeps growing floor by floor, where each floor represents the block on the network, and each one of those blocks stores a set of information that is visible to everyone on the network. So why do you really need proof of work? So this is where it kind of proof of work kind of comes in. We need some sort of a consensus mechanism. And this consensus mechanism tries to figure out essentially what two things. One, who is in charge to do something, right? Which in this case, it will be the creation of the block. Uh, and this is very hard to do, and it requires a lot of electricity and co computational power, uh, also referred to as hash power. Uh, and this process in itself is called mining. Also, the consensus mechanism is needed, um, uh, and it has a second component to figure out the other piece, which, which is who's going to actually validate the block and make sure this block actually meets the rules and regulations of the network. Uh, this is something that is much easier to do, and you can do it with actually a, a small computer with a very small computational uh, power in terms of CPU, uh, memory, etc. So these are the two things that mainly the consensus mechanism tries to figure out. One, who's going to figure out the block, who's going to create the block, and who's going to actually make sure that the block you know, is created according to the rules and regulation. So essentially, at the end of the day, think of proof of work. Um, as the tool or the mechanism that provides evidence uh, that helps create that trust factor uh, in that form of a decentralized network where you don't have a single entity that is completely in charge of everything. Um, reaching consensus is an extremely hard thing to do and figure out with humans um, because humans tend to have different views, um, different perspective on the world, and also different interests. Um, and, and, and different incentive to do certain things. So imagine you go out with 10 of friends, 10 of your friends, and you decide that you guys are already out and um, you just watch the movie and everybody's trying to figure out, okay, where are we going to go eat next? 
that process itself usually takes quite a bit of time because you're trying to coordinate um, and, and basically figure out who's everybody's interest. Everybody's is everybody even hungry right now at this point to go out and eat and all that stuff. And it takes quite a bit of time just to give you an example. And it gets obviously a lot more complicated when it's not 10 friends is, you know, 1 million people or an entire, you know, entire nation. Um, and this is where kind of politics comes in uh, and it kind of manifests itself in a way where we actually elect uh, politicians and end up representing our interest, um, you know, in Congress and, and Senate, etc. Right. And ultimately um, the head of state. Um, you know, before even that form of a state, we used to have, you know, kings and queens and even, um, you know, in, in certain cases, even historically, um, you know, shifting policies uh, and, and trying to reach different consensus on things uh, required that you would assassinate the king or the queen or in this case, the president, right? Because you're removing that figurehead that controls that set of policy and replacing it uh, by somebody somebody else who is going to be in favor of your policies. And, and take, it, it just shows the extreme of how humans have gone uh, to really reach consensus, right? Um, so how does... How does it work for Bitcoin? How does how does the proof of work work? <laughs> uh, no pun intended here uh, for Bitcoin. Well, miners um, create blocks and they receive a reward uh, for their work in a minted Bitcoin. So a mining rig, which in this case basically is a set of computers um, that is uh, optimized to mine Bitcoin. They compete, these mining rigs, they compete with other mining rigs on the creation of a new block. So the mining rigs sort of play a game of lottery. Each block comes with a mystery number and the first miner to guess the right number gets the right to mine the block and in, obtain the reward, uh, in this case, in Bitcoin. The mining rig submits their bid through an iterative process uh, via basically trial and error. Uh, it runs almost 160 quintillion uh, every second of the day. And a quintillion is a million raised to the power of five. So that that's basically where the energy consumption is happening. Um, and this inefficiencies in itself is a security feature that makes the Bitcoin network very secure. You will have to generate an exponential amount of electricity to be able to attack the network. And even then, your surface attack area is very limited to a single block. It takes enormous amount of computation and energy to change historical information that has already been created on the blockchain. All right. So before we conclude today's episodes, uh, Michael Saylor did an outstanding job of summarizing how proof of work helps make uh, Bitcoin super secure. His take uh, really shows a, a sound engineering approach in explaining how that works. Um, so here it is. Quote, the proof of work architecture is a masterpiece of engineering that anchors the system to the real world, providing seven layers of security. One, energy. Miners can monetize any form of energy anywhere on earth in any quantity at any time at the highest price. Two, technology. 
Firms compete globally to develop and sell energy-efficient proof-of-work hardware to miners who need to continually upgrade equipments to stay competitive. And this creates a massive barriers to entry and exit, stabilizing the network while bringing the Darwinian discipline and vitality. Three, political. Officials at the municipal, state, federal level compete globally to attract miners to their jurisdictions uh, to create jobs, tax revenue, capital investment, and energy demands. Bitcoin miners represent the ultimate clean high-tech exporter generation or generating hard currency. Four, financial. Miners are capital intensive and represent an attractive investment opportunity for traditional debt and equity investors. These investors and their bankers are thus recruited as powerful political and financial allies, becoming net purchasers of um, Bitcoin and Bitcoin derivatives. Number five, mining. As miners mature operationally and emerge uh, public, they become powerful advocates for the network, as well as buyers and holders of Bitcoin, driving the stock to flow negative with world-class financial, legal, political, and technical capabilities, as well as strong vested interests to defend. Number six, spatial. Energy, technology, political, financial, and mining competition drive geographical decentralization of the mining network. Security is never co-located with the assets and has no nexus, neutralizing physical, institutional, and regulatory attacks, making Bitcoin fault tolerant. Number seven, temporal. To attack the network, an entity needs to marshal a massive energy technology, financial, political, and mining resources over the course of two to four years. This makes any attack very difficult, expensive, slow, hard to conceal, unlikely to succeed, and allow time to react. So in summary, the Bitcoin proof-of-work architecture anchors the crypto asset network physically and politically to the firmament firmament of reality, driving ferocious competition in the marketplace to decentralize, improve, and secure the network, thus assuring vitality and integrity over time, unquote. Thanks for tuning in.